Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Welcome to the Fashion Lab show, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Liz Ogumba Registford, your host, and thank you for tuning in once again. Now, on today's show, we are back to dissect the conversation around trade shows. Now, some call them trade exhibitions, some call them expos. Whatever you want to call them, these shows are actually in existence to enable brands and companies to sort of showcase or de- demo their latest products services and whatever else they want they have to offer uh it's an opportunity to meet with industry partners and customers study activities of rivals examine recent market sort of trends and opportunities and you know some trade fairs are actually open to the public some can only be attended by you know we call it private so it would be like your company representatives uh sort of like members of the trade uh it would be members of the press and so generally trade shows are classified as either public or trade only and I think it's really up to you. There's also some hybrids, depending on, you know, which one or whatever it is. But obviously today, my specific focus is around fashion. And I feel like a, a lot of times I have thought about it. I mean, I've been in the game for 12 years and I don't know why. Don't ask me why. We're going to dissect this conversation together happily as sisters and brothers. And we're going to figure out why. But I don't know why we still gravitate towards fashion weeks. I don't know about you before thinking about trade shows, when trade shows are actually a very, very imperative um, sort of a step or sort of a, a break. So let's take a glimpse down memory lane before we go too far uh, down Lee's lane. Now with modern trade fairs, uh, you'll find that they sort of, they follow in the tradition of trade fairs established in the late uh, medieval Europe in the era of merchant capitalism. Now in this era, produce, craft producers visited towns for trading fairs, they sold and showcased their products. And then from the late 18th century, industrial exhibitions in Europe and North America became more common, reflecting the technological sort of dynamism of the Industrial Revolution. Then you've got, moving towards the 19th century, the concept of annual industry-wide trade shows gained traction. It sort of spread from Europe manufacturing centers to North America. Then you move to the 20th century, where you have specialized companies coming into existence simply to manage the trade show industry. So you've got uh, grounds or convention centers which are established uh, that featured sort of rotating calendars of trade shows. You've got permanent trade show grounds. You've got the just a trade show industry which is literally just capitalizing on that because it became so big. Then you move into the 21st century with the rapid industrialization of Asia and you find uh, the trade shows, the exhibitions are now commonplace through the Asian continent. China obviously dominates the exhibition industry in Asia accounting for more than 55% of all space sold in the region in 2011. Now, I don't want to bore you guys, but it is always important to understand sort of the history and sort of the journey around what happened, how it began, and sort of see how it's moving on. So we're going to take a quick music break and we'll be right back. Retail Expo for me has been enlightening. It's quite inspiring actually walking in here. The energy, the buzz. VM covered, store design covered, technology, display. Obviously all the big players are here, but there's some really interesting innovative startups. And a lot of great thinking that retailers are doing. Things that help retailers deliver better for their customers. It's about networking. You've got competitors, you've got suppliers, you've got customers, potential customers, current ones. Leaders of the industry. It's a great opportunity for those connections to be made. Why wouldn't we take the opportunity to explore? And see what's really happening all over the world. 
and look into the future for the next generation of customers. So this is Fashion Lab you're tuned into and this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. And before getting into deep in today's show or today's topic, allow me to introduce our contributors who bring this show to life through their interesting yet diverse um, insights. We will be joined by our contributor and partner, Edgy Benson, who also runs um, NU in New York with his Echoes from New York. Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Super, super good today. Wow. What did you get? Some <laughs> pop popcorn? <laughs> I can't tell you what I got, but I'm on a high. Okay, well, if you're on a high, I'm on a high, and we're all on a high. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Let's just go there. Uh, maybe that's that's why I'm on a high because today I'm only wearing City Junk, my own brand. My shirt is City Junk. My jeans, for once, are not diesel. I'm wearing City Junk. So, hallelujah! I'm <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs> Edgy, I'm very proud of you, and I just want to. And I know we don't do this all the time, but it doesn't matter. We are free spirits. We operate the way we feel like, and we're just creative beings who go with the flow like dead fish sometimes so for those of you who are tuned in and wondering what you know what is this city junk where did the junk come from the city or whatever it is edgy has uh different brands that he actually represents but he also has his own brands edgy just unpack quickly about city junk so we can move on with this program <laughs> it's quite interesting well city junk is a really emotional story for me it, it's been in my head for so long i think it's part of the environmental consciousness that is kind of riding through fashion at the moment where every designer is thinking how can they impact the environment in, the, in a positive way so for me i just felt like if the city could throw away anything it is us because we pollute it we do all kinds of stuff to it <laughs> but at the end of the day we also beautify it so is this juxtaposition of my angst with how we pollute the city and my joy with how we beautify it. So that's the root of City Junk. It's really just an urban story. And my tag says, come walk the story with us, you know? Thank you. And so, we, <laughs> so that's what it is. We, we create really organic, uh, beautiful collections that, are, that adapt to you and not you having to adapt to them. Oh boy, oh boy. You know, you score so many points today. I think it's gonna be a good, I've got a feeling it's gonna be a good day, but yes. Thank you very much, Edgy. <laughs> we are also joined by our contributor and fashion expert, Francisca Marzili, all the way from Lisbon with her echoes from Europe. Uh, Francisca, welcome to the show. And lastly, we are also joined by our very own Zakia Bam from our brand new Glamish segment. I'm going to stop calling it brand new. Our partially new <laughs> segment. It's called Glamish. This is the few tips and tricks around our, our beauty regimens and lifestyle and just how we flow. And what's so cool is the dame, la dame, la, elle est ici avec moi dans le studio, vraiment. <laughs> Bienvenue, madame. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Zakia. Hi, Les. It's good Hi. to be here. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Where are you going? We can't do I'm here. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, Edgy, I will send you a thing because you're not here. You can't see her. But I'm telling you, I felt challenged when she walked into the studio because I thought, oh, my, I am underdressed. God no. forbid. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? You can always bring I it when you're around dead. us. <laughs> well, I don't know. But Zakia, you look stunning. What are you wearing and who made you clothes? Um, 
Okay, so my clothes today I'm dressed in plain black. Um, I'm dressed in Zara from head to toe. <laughs> um, my makeup today I've got on NYX Cosmetics uh, with a pop of pink on my eyes and on my lips. Um, shade number eight in the liquid suede. And I've got on, it's also, it's also an ombre, so I've got around it. I'm gonna be wearing Fenty Beauty in, the, the lipsticks are incredible. The primers are incredible. Is that incredible. what you're wearing? Yes. Well, today I am wearing, nobody ever asks me what I'm wearing. <laughs> I was just going to do that before you run away. Like, Liz, I love what you're wearing. Tell us about it. Well, I'm just wearing a very simple, um, uh, sort of military-inspired jacket. It's amazing. Um, which I have actually remixed. So I got this uh, from my friend in Paris as a gift and then I actually just remixed it because I wanted to have different elements to just sort of bring back that sort of something, whatever. That's je ne sais quoi de lise, quelque chose comme ça. So I feel like, and I'm also wearing jeans. These jeans are probably like $20 jeans, very cheap jeans. I got them, I think, in... Um, one of these cheap stores in the US. But you know what? It's not even cheap. I don't want to use the word cheap. They're comfortable, they are affordable, and they're not a brand, but they are just cool. And they've got these little things on them that I sort of highlighted and decided to sort of um, upcycle a bit. So it's just embroidery and lots of fun. But that's what I'm wearing, and I'm wearing shade two lipstick number three. <laughs> no, oh. I'm <laughs> Guys, I am not. I'm not. I'm seriously. I am wearing uh, Smashbox. Smashbox. I'm such a Smashbox. Smashbox. If you're listening to me, please help me. Let me. Please do not pull a diesel edgy on me. Smashbox. I'm serious about the brand. I already buy it, and I'm very religious, and I'm very um, sort of dedicated to it. So please, please, if you're listening, I, I I'm really serious about the brand. Let's talk. But anyway. That is how we hold it down here. Stay tuned for those of you who are tuned in. Uh, we are go uh, we're going to be running, obviously, the program as we go. Uh, catch up with our style wine style guide where we touch base with everything stylish about wine and style, which go hand in hand. And lastly, just a quick reminder for you. Uh, my favorite segment at the end of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress? <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to share with us your who's and your why's uh, that is the segment we use to unwind after our heavy conversations keep your tweets coming we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter and Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook and we would love to hear from you <laughs> yes guys yeah man we are coming right back after this music break Echoes from New York on Fashion Lab Africa with Edgy Benson Edgy welcome to the show and take us on we would love to share uh, your insights well, <clears throat> today is, I mean, this is really important, I mean, in terms of our trade show com uh, conversation. So, I know you don't like fashion weeks, right? But I have a feeling I do. you like trade shows. I do. Well, but I have a feeling you like <laughs> trade shows more, right? I don't. But, <laughs> stop confusing me. Okay. All right. <laughs> because I know you like trade shows more. No, I don't. I, just I find thing. trade shows, to be honest with you, if you're asking, you should have asked me this privately, but I'll just tell you. And everyone's just going to have to hear it, guys. And I know I'm very close to Edgy, but he didn't know. I do not like trade shows because they're boring. Okay? That's why I never used to do trade shows. To me. But okay, let's go on. I preferred fashion okay. weeks because there was more glitz and glam Glamour and I felt like, it. yeah. But then from a business perspective, as I evolve as a human being, as a creative, as a creative entrepreneur, I know that trade shows is where I need to spend more time. Mm. So, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, I I was privileged 
through Farai to be a part of this trade show, the, the New York Now trade show. And Farai was the first person to have the runway show. And this is the first time they've ever included that component in the in the trade show. So, Echo, would you just share with our listeners the name of the show? I know it was New York Now and also just where it happened. I know I think it happened at the Javits Center. Could you just give us a bit of background of the show, of, of the trade show before we, we go into So, it's it's called the New York Now Renaissance Retail Show. It's a, it's a show where all the, a lot, the 22,000 buyers that come to the show, you know, 22,000 buyers and, and uh, vendors, designers, everybody converges in this space to show their trends, their latest trends. Um, mostly just buyers and designers in close quarters, you know, meeting and, and doing what they need to do to, to, to grow their businesses. And then today, for, for, and this show has been on for 25 years, so it's a big, big event for New York. It happens in February and it happens in, uh, uh, it happens twice a year. So it's a big event for New York. And so it was actually a big milestone for Farai to be a part of it, a milestone for, for, for me personally, with City Jung being one of the shoe brands on the runway through Farai. So it was really huge. So the show is, it's, it's, it's really big. And, but what we saw today, what we saw with that show is the evolution though, the evolution of the trade show. I think, I wish they had done this earlier, to be honest with you, because I don't think there's anything a designer wants more than that direct contact with the buyer, you know? So this time by adding the, the by adding this runway component to it, Farai brought a lot of really interesting designers who showed directly. And these designers were also part of the event. So they had their boots there, but people can actually see their clothes and their stuff in motion, you know? So it was really, it was, it was, so epic in, in the sense that it pioneered a new way that I think trade shows will begin to show, especially as as fashion weeks continue to evolve away from the congregations that we always have. You know, now with like augmented reality and and and, and, and artificial uh, reality, artificial um, <clears throat> like all of AI and augmented reality growing so big. So we have all these different ways that we can show and the fashion week may not be that, you, you know? know? Yeah, but do you know, do you now understand why, because we have said, you've literally responded to me. Do you know why I never really liked trade shows? It's because I think, God, I'm gonna die of boredom in there because it's just so, it's just so hardcore and it's just so stiff. And I think, you know, I'm actually quite surprised that if this show has been going on for 25 years, it's the first time they've incorporated that runway in there. I feel like it's good. But you know what I love? Every time we speak about these things on this show, we actually get to realize the evolution and sort of magnify it even more. Because some of these things are happening and we don't really pay attention to them until we actually double click on it and realize, you know what, actually, it's not so bad. Come on, let's go in there. And what, what, yes, and also just one more thing. While I was doing my research, I realized this is so fundamental for me. It's almost a shame. I was even embarrassed. I was like, why am I not spending half my time from a fashion marketing perspective in trade shows? And I know about them. It's not that I don't know. Francisca has an amazing network in Europe. I mean, from your 
premiere vision to like the biggest, biggest. She's got access to the biggest, biggest and the best trade shows. Edgy, you've also got some access. Farai has access. We have access to this world and we're just, what are we doing? We're but you know, wine. you know what I see? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I see? Because fashion is being so personalized now. The trade shows as they are right now, even if they even if they included the runway component, are still a little too rudimentary, too spread out. So I think eventually trade shows are going to get to a point where for for the couture guys and for the luxury brands, they're going to have to have to congregate separately because I can tell you this: there's no way a brand like Gucci or Dior or any of these upper end brands are going to show in a trade show where it's mixed up with everybody because there's just too much dilution. There's no way to separate yourself. So I think eventually the trade shows are going to, they are going to clue into this and begin to separate, begin to create some segmentation within the show structure. So what we are saying I is really we, so. we sort of, are you forecasting? Because I also feel like maybe this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that fashion weeks might, if they can catch up with the trade shows, the trade shows are really very strong at what they do, which is trade. Whereas with fashion weeks, a lot of fashion weeks have like an extra maybe day or two or three or whatever it is for a trade element where buyers can actually come and buy from the brands. But I feel like those trade shows balance is way stronger than... Absolutely. That, yes. Just imagine so then, Just imagine having your show in Vegas. Like, imagine, imagine. And you that. know I've been at trying the, to get to... Margins, and I've right? been thinking about that show for how long? Yeah. Edgy. Just imagine having a runway at the Magic in Vegas. I mean, that is But insane. can you believe that I have, I don't even know what to say, if it's embarrassing, if it's a shaming, or if it's just ridiculous. I don't know, ridiculous. I have had access to be able to show at this Magic show even before I moved out of the US. That was like over to almost 25 years ago. Edgy. And we are still here trying to glitz and glam. It's okay. Fashion Week has got its place. I'm not knocking that off. I'm just saying... Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying that for me, from a business perspective, and for those of you who are tuned in, maybe it's something to also look at and think about, is how do you leverage? And you know, when you've done something for so many years, like Fashion Weeks, if I look up now and I say, you know what, it's been about 12 years of me, and it's 12 years of me in the fashion industry, lots of Fashion Weeks in my portfolio, but not, no trade show to show. That means that for different results, maybe that's another thing I should actually consider. So, Edgy, I know I've taken over your thing, but keep talking and we're listening. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying that what I see with the fashion weeks, right? Because we, I do think that the fashion weeks are going to have to adopt a trade show um, structure uh, to be successful because designers are going to find ways to reach that customer directly. So, trade shows are showing that way now by in fact they are adapting to that by adding the trade the, the runway component i see i see fashion weeks going more towards the trade show route where where it's more buyer influenced you know not just the press you know mm-hmm. and where like this 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 is structure that allows buyers to actually make their orders and then we don't have to have this six week six months waiting period and all of that so i i think that's where fashion weeks are going but trade shows for now are pointing the way as to where we're going to go in terms of how we sell our how we showcase and how we sell um and it was really amazing to see how farai commanded this trade show this runway 
she was just for four days she commanded it like just owned the space and that was good to see a fashion designer achieve that you know um it shows you like the relevance of the, the designer remember farah is a designer so to see how a designer could actually impact how clothes are seen from that up close it's really cool but remember you know. Farai's background and also let's remember, I'm very big at how we introduce people. Farai introduces herself or sort of refers to herself as a creative um, consultant and a brand builder. Mm -hmm. And remember mm -hmm. that this is the part, same person who started with the Nicki Minaj collection and all of those collections mm -hmm. that she, she has had her hand in things that people yes. haven't even, don't even know. So I feel like it's not really about, and I think that one of the things maybe for me uh, that I would like to advise you who are listening, especially those of you who are in the fashion industry is, it's a new day. You cannot sit down with your one little thing in the corner holding it so tight to your chest. Come now. You need to be able to find ways that, you know, if you are multifaceted, take advantage of that and do what you need to do. It doesn't mean you need to drop uh, your fashion design because now you wanna run the, the fashion council. No, you can do both. So I think for me to yes. It's about the level in which you actually bring out your whatever it is, your expertise. Your that's how you will be received. That's how you will be. That is just how. That's your just creativity. how you exactly. Mm -hmm. So don't ever let anyone try to knock you off by saying which one. Gone are the days for which one. This is the day that has arrived that God has made that has said, listen. If you can do this, what else can you do? That's normally the next question. It's not about one. You can't hold tight and and go into your situation where you're so caught up with your I am a fashion designer. It's great if you are, but like, if you're multifaceted, why would you sit on or sleep on some of those skills? So I feel like for me, one of the things I want to do is celebrate Farai as well for um, the fact that she's really uh, done amazing things. And she's um, Zimbabwean originally. So even though she's based in the US, uh, it also makes me proud to see other African um, 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 or diasporians really mm -hmm. move and, and sort of wave the flag in a special way. As you can, we just touch base quickly on your showcase. When it came to your, when it comes to your shoes, was it also City Junk? Yes, we showed the full range of the City Junk collection on the runway, and we also had it in the in 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 um, in this location in this room where. Farai was located and people could come there and view the collection and how and, how, uh, and how I'm curious again and I'm sure our people are curious and this is good for an, a good exercise for people who, who haven't really been in situations like this to actually see tell us how many styles did you have of for shoe for footwear how many styles did you have and how many sort of units did you bring in to the show so we had 25 styles and we brought in all of these styles because Farai had five days, four days to show, and each day had a different theme. Wow! So each of those, each of those, um, each of those uh, days, they, they wore different shoes. So over over the period of the shows, the shoes went through. They got shown across. A lot of the styles got shown across the board. You know, across different different themes. So it was really good. And I know that it's too soon to ask, but how are you feeling when it comes to response? Do you feel like there's already a response from the market? Are you getting calls? Are you getting hit up? Are you getting showroom calls or showroom visits or people trying to find out how they can actually incorporate or bring in your brand into their space? Or how is that working for you so far? And I know it's soon, but and I know that there's still a time window to sort of, you know, play with. I, I think there was like, I think the, the immediate results are just the, the responses you get, the, the, the feedback you get about the quality 
and just the styling, the, the way that Farai played the, played the shoes out. Um, you get that immediate satisfaction, that immediate feedback really quickly. And then, of course, you, you work that into the sales channels. It, it also strengthens you when you want to go into showrooms and stuff. So for me, it has been, uh, it has been really positive, uh, extremely positive in the fact that people got to, show the, to see the brand and people got to inquire about the brand. And then I've got into some collaborations that I'm working on right now from that show. And how many trade shows yeah. would you say you do? Do you even do trade? Do you participate in trade shows? No, no. I never looked at it from that point <gasps> So at this all. is your first this as was, well? Yeah, this is our first trade show. This we, I never like looked at because like you said, they were boring. But <laughs> going now today and seeing this, this thing, uh, just the buyers sitting right there, you know, and you know, they're not sitting down. You're standing up. It's like a whole, it's so active, you know? It's a real active scene. People are not just sitting there watching the, com the collection. People are actually standing, walking around, being really interactive. And then after that, you know the coolest thing? Each model then goes and mixes with the crowd. Like they, they have this, this tag, this, this plaque they hold that says, ask me what I'm wearing. Can you beat that? I know you so can't beat that. Boy, I'm so yeah. I'm so happy and I'm so, oh my word, I'm so like, oh my God. Because you know what you just said? Like, you know what happened? Like, when you just said, like, it was your first time, I was like, oh my God, I'm not ashamed on my own. So I'm so, like, excited and I'm just like, oh, one, 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 one. Guys, we're going to be right back after the break. <laughs> I would recommend Pure to other retailers so that they can get a good overview of what's out there. You meet people, if they might introduce you to a new brand, you might meet other retailers that do some, some similar brands to you and they might suggest other ones. And of course, you can do your buying there as well, so you can kind of get what would take a few weeks into one day. Pure has quite a good diversity, the accessory area is getting really, really strong, there's a great shoe selection um, and then equally we've got a nice mix of brands from things that are the more casual um, end right through to quite occasion wear so you really can get quite a good broad selection in one show and that's just really helpful even though we're based in central London it's great to be able to kind of make a one stop tour. I attend Pure London because I think it's a really good way of getting an overview of what all the brands are showing for next season. Um, it's also great to hook up with um, some fellow buyers and, and just really get a feel for the colours and the trends. Since I've opened the shop, I come every season, but before that I used to come as a department store buyer. Pure has always been one of my kind of must-go-to exhibitions each season. It's great to have such a big collection of brands all under one roof in the centre of London. So really time efficient, whether I'm previewing some of the appointments I'm going to do or whether I'm scouting out for new things for the shop. Uh, let's roll over to Echoes from Europe with Francesca Marzilli. Echoes from Europe with Francesca Marzilli. Hello, Elites. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be back again. 
back again in my house in uh, Lisbon, but I've been uh, in Italy and, uh, and other places in Europe to spend uh, summer holidays. Here, summer holidays are very important. Everything closes. Uh, it looks like uh, in textile world, uh, nothing is um, any more possible, but uh, everything happens. Today's topic is very dear to me because uh, beyond the textile world service we made in the, in the company, Mario Battista, we uh, have uh, in our uh, DNA the textile representations since uh, the 80s. Uh, Mario Battista is my husband and uh, founded in uh, 1986 uh, the Mario Battista Limitada that has uh, the main representation uh, for uh, Italian textiles of uh, high, high quality uh, for Portugal, Brazil and uh, Portuguese speaking Africa. This is why I tell you that uh, uh, representations in textiles and trade shows are in uh, our uh, DNA. What are your top five trade shows and why? Uh, it's, it's not easy to summarize uh, five, uh, five uh, main uh, fashion shows because um, here in Europe we have uh, a huge and longer textile tradition um, but for me, for me as a professional, uh, creative and also uh, agent representative, um, for sure Milano and Paris are the main places where, where it's important to be in. And another thing, you need to, dis to um, separate uh, trade fairs of raw materials, of textiles, from uh, trade fairs of uh, ready garments because are, uh, they are different. They are different and uh, run in different moments. For sure, the most important places to, uh, to look at are uh, Paris, Milano and uh, London. Uh, Berlin also has a niche, a niche uh, of um, uh, that, that kind of chino and jeans. Uh, and um, casual uh, product that, that is the bread and butter fair. Uh, so I would suggest more than uh, this or that fair to see uh, the calendar on the internet to Google the place. Uh, for instance, fairs in Milano or fairs in uh, Paris, fairs in Florence, uh, fairs in Berlin or in London because uh, there are uh, huge calendars to look at. When did you participate in your first trade show? Well, if you ask me, uh, when uh, I started to attend uh, a fashion fair, I'm always a bit ashamed to tell you because uh, it's uh, of the last century. <laughs> is uh, in 1997 I started attending uh, the Milano Unica Fair uh, to, to see the news about uh, textile and everything uh, the textile world had to offer as uh, a recently uh, degreed student because uh, I ended the university in the 1997 and uh, in uh, in September, and uh, in the same month of September, I already was in uh, uh, in uh, Milano to to enter. I remember a funny thing that I asked the, the permission to enter into the stands and to take a look at the collections. And when I look at the scene, uh, thinking uh, about myself, uh, 
uh, entering so tiny and little into a stand asking the permission I always love with myself. So far, fairs are always places uh, crowded uh, and full of people rushing from a part to another and uh, going uh, with the customers or offering coffees and uh, have conversations about the business, about previews, about, about uh, payments. So uh, at the time, uh, like today, is uh, always a dynamic uh, environment to look at that reflects uh, the, uh, the trends of the, of the markets. For sure. And to go back to your question, to your first question, uh, the first time I was to attend as a customer uh, to a fair, it was 1997. And uh, the first time I was uh, showcasing in a trade fashion fair that was in uh, Rome, in the um, uh, um, in the in the Alta Roma of the time that had another another name, and it was uh, the Haute Couture Week uh, of uh, in Rome, and um, I showcased over there uh, up to 2005, and I showed my first collection for the first time in Venice in 1993. So I have uh, a long history in uh, fashion shows and uh, uh, trade fairs uh, in uh, Europe, between Milano, uh, Venice and Rome mainly. Do you have any statistics around sort of how much business a brand could generate out of participating in trade shows based on your past experiences? It's difficult to preview, uh, to make balances or to preview uh, trend of uh, next, uh, next years about uh, invoices, uh, about uh, numbers. But um, for sure, is trade shows are still very, very important, especially to look in the eyes who for six months works on your project uh, for uh, to, to see uh, the people who's uh, working with you in the other part of the world, uh, possibly. Uh, so uh, they are very, uh, always very important places to be in. To be in, to see, and also to be seen, because uh, to be out absent from uh, a fashion show um, gives uh, um, a weak message uh, to the others about your brand. If you are there every year, if for, if for um, one reason you don't go once, everybody is asking what, what's wrong with them, what, what's happening there, and uh, people get worried. So I advise when you go once, uh, try to go always, even because if you miss one trade show, uh, it's like uh, uh, you, you pull uh, uh, you pull one year and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's not a good thing from the creative and from the commercial point of view. Let's talk about your trade show experience. What are some of the trade shows that you have actually been a part of or showcased in, in your past? My first fashion show happened in 1995 uh, for the Roman Fashion Week, the actual Alta Roma. And uh, that was uh, my first, uh, my first uh, exposition. 
What would you say is the value of trade shows for brands who have actually never participated in this type of shows? If you have a brand, it's always important and, uh, and a valuable experience to uh, show uh, yourself in a trade show. Of course, uh, you have to consider many aspects and uh, not the last one uh, is the financial one because you have to be consistent to be in a fashion show because uh, uh, I, I'm used to say uh, a nightmare is uh, don't sell anything but the nightmare of the nightmares is if you sell and then you don't have the capacity to produce. Where do you see the future of trade shows? In this regard, uh, listen what Mario Battista suggests to new uh, entrepreneurs. Quando se vai para uma feira internacional, tem que estar, tem que ter uma estrutura preparada de maneira a poder corresponder às solicitações que eventualmente possam surgir. Se não, é preferível adiar essa exposição, porque nunca sabemos qual é que será, digamos, o interesse das pessoas que irão visitar essa mesma feira. Conseguindo, eu aconselho sempre, antes de ir a uma feira internacional, de exposição internacional, que tenha um momento de reflexão, se reflita bem os prós e os contras. E, de um modo geral, é mais os contras que os prós, porque se não estás preparada, se não tens uma estrutura preparada, é melhor não adiar essa exposição. Bom, essa é a minha opinião e me parece que é, que é pertinente, porque tens de ter cuidado de, de quando dispões, não fazer uma figura que possa depois ser ridicularizada, que seja ridícula, efetivamente, a, a essa mesma exposição. Portanto, é tudo aqui, nada de especial, é muito simples. He wasn't sure about his English, so he preferred to express in Portuguese, but I can translate. Um, summarizing, I, um, he suggested that uh, for, especially for young uh, brands, um, it's important to be in a trade show, but it's important to reflect before if uh, um, they have the strength and the right consistency to support all the costs to uh, put in production. Because uh, if you get an order and if, you, if, if a collection runs very, very well, What do you do if you don't have money to uh, put in advance or, or uh, warranties um, to give to the bank to, to, to pursue the, the textiles and to buy all you need to put in production? So uh, you need to think about this. It's not uh, just uh, like... Uh, I'm going to a, to a fashion show, I'm going to uh, an amazing uh, fashion trade and uh, then if you sell, what does it happen? Wow, now we are rolling over to my other favorite segment. This is really normally like, I think this is my, my beauty 101 uh, with Zakia Bam. Zakia, welcome to the show. You look stunning. It's a pleasure, Liz. I'm excited to be here. So, Zakia, welcome. And it's really nice to have you in studio. You look stunning as usual. My gosh, the only day I have seen this child in flats, guys. And let her not lie to you that she's in heels. She's in flats. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was tired today, so okay. I decided to wear my flats today. Because normally it's six days a week on my heels. Yeah, no, I know. You take yeah. it very seriously. I, I love, love my heels. Yeah, I, I love my heels. <laughs> well, take us on. 
Okay. So, um, instead of going into the whole fashion today, I mean, into the whole thing, I think let's do something glamish today. Let's talk about lips, for example. Because I know you, the last time I did your lips, you complained. You were like, I do not like these ombre lips. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Aritz, I seen an article, a very interesting article now about you know how they do the baking of the face. So normally they bake the face under the you know with the concealer. Mm-hmm. Bake the so, face. So yes, you bake your face. <laughs> Something I don't do personally, um, but I know a lot of people they do. So at the moment, um, Huda Beauty, I seen that she does baking of the lips. Do you actually follow? Do you follow Huda? Do you use their products? Mm. I'm curious. I don't use Huda Beauty. I find her products um, too full coverage. So it's a very heavy, it's a very full, heavy coverage. So it's not for me, personally. (laughs) Well, Edgy, do you like full coverage or partial? Because like... I like, I like no coverage. Yeah. (laughs) 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 We're talking about makeup, Edgy. (laughs) Oh! Oh, you're talking about makeup? Okay, okay. It's, fi- it's fine, Edgy. However way you like it, we will respect it. We love you, okay? <laughs> Sorry about this. Okay, so basically, you line your lips. <laughs> you apply your lipstick, and then you basically take an eyeshadow and you bake your lips. So you press on eyeshadow onto the lipstick. Um, personally, I like it because I find that your lipstick bleeds less. So you find less bleeding and it lasts much, much longer. But can I just say something? Yes. Isn't it just better to buy good quality lipstick that can last like eight hours plus? Like what's the point of baking and all of that? enough. A lot of it does last. Like a lot of the lipsticks do last. No. But like personally on no. my lips, they don't last. No. Then you're Drinking. contradicting. Now you're pulling an edgy on me right now. Right. Okay. That's Tell an edgy. Me. Right. Okay. Tell me. You Speak can't me. say <laughs> that yes. they long last. Right. But then to you, they don't. But then they don't. But you it's know what, Liz? Every person's lips is different. Which brand? Tell. Let's talk. Now that you're here and you actually right. want to engage me, let yes. me engage you. Right. Tell me which top three lipsticks. And I'm talking about liquid matte. Let's focus on the liquid, liquid matte. matte. Okay. Which are the top three for you that you know do not that last eight hours minimum? Non-drying. Yeah. Without. Because you see, yes. drying is another thing. Like for Dry, me, like like Mac is the more. Oh my God, Mac! Someone <laughs> please shoot them. Who came up with that freaking li- liquid lip, Mac? Mac. Hello? Yes. Hola? <laughs> so but you know what, Nia? The colors are stunning. But the the dryness looks like you just the had matumbo. Exactly. Do you yes. know what matumbo is? Matumbo is like intestines of like a cow or like right. a goat. And like we call them, in English you call them chitlins. Well, in American English. I know I'm going to sound them. like I'm going to be pushing Fenty a lot today. But honestly speaking, since I used Fenty, oh, I'm, I'm addicted. Eh? Bro, how much is that one? Just it's about... 575 then in South Africa. Ooh. Guys, you're listening. <laughs> okay. But That's your eight hours plus. There you go. Bring yeah. your five hand. If you oh. don't have that, go and bake your But you lips. know what, Liz? If you're looking for something that isn't drying, I promise you. So give us your top three. Fendi, what else? Uh, I didn't even so know Fendi. I'm like... Fendi. Uh, Bediana? Oh, I thought you said Fendi. Uh-uh. So I'm like, Fendi. I only buy bags from Fendi, but yes. like, okay, then we'll buy lipstick. Okay, top three non-drying, I would say, is Dior. Um, Fenty Beauty and now nah, that's my top two eh? do you use Smashbox not the lipsticks no I use um, you know you, you're crazy you yeah. need to just put Smashbox on number one okay <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, right. I'm going to go buy a uh, Smashbox you have to. and I'm going to do a review on it, you okay? You have to, please. Okay, I will. Thank you. And for those of you who are listening also, please make sure you get back to Zakia and let's go yes. back and forth and share <laughs> with us what you think because I think Mac is the worst. Mac is very drying. Oh, it's your lips bad. You look like you ate Matumbo. Yes. And then the Smashbox, what I like about it is I wear Smashbox because I can't deal with drinking wine, doing things. So the whole sticking of the thing, I don't want. The matte finish and also the fact that it makes... I know my lips are volu- voluptuous, guys. I know. I don't know if you've seen my lips already. <laughs> but if you haven't, I'll just do a selfie. But anyway... I have no I'm comments. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I find that also what Smashbox does is it really accentuates the lips. That even if you had no lips, you, you have lips in a very... It's like a plum... I don't know how... There's a very... um. It's almost orgasmic. Sorry, guys. I know. Maybe we'll tweak that. But listen, I, I don't know how not, else. I'm not complaining. Thank of. you very much. Edgy <laughs> even agrees. He's like, I've seen Liz's lips. That's normally Smashbox. <laughs> if you've seen like the lips, yes. like you remember now, just now when you saw me, that's all Smashbox. So I think for me, I don't want to, I'm not a brand ambassador for Smashbox. I just think that it's nice to know what you can actually wear. And I, I'm not a makeup, I'm not a person who walks around with a makeup bag. I need my eyeliner to be on point and I need my lipstick to really not let me down and then I'm good to go. I don't care about everything else. So I think it's about also just sort of, you know, what you want to, how you want to play, how you want to do. But then when you find something good, why would you even... And Smashbox is what now? About 380, 390 or whatever? Just about 400 now. Okay. But it really is worth it. When we go overseas again, we're going makeup shopping. Okay, fantastic. Crazy, yes. Yeah. All right, guys, you are tuned into the Fashion Lab radio show. Uh, we are right here coming to you live and direct and hoping that you can be able to sort of um, find some value in this conversation. Um, we are dissecting around um, trade shows and trade shows. Uh, the conversation started with what's boring, what's not. And we all have a first time when we actually engage in something. And if it works, you know, obviously, then you have found a sort of winning formula. Uh, now, I'd love us to go and move swiftly into the next segment which is my not favorite favorite but it's okay it's the wine style guide it's time for your wine style guide brought to you by Liz Ogunga wines today we're gonna start with you edgy because unfortunately I have no choice come what's your wine style guide like, don't tell me cocktails don't tell me lipsticks and don't tell me the things that you know like let's just keep it very fresh today Okay, so I went to Liz's wine, Liz Liz Ogumba wines tasting with Liz, and you know what I my take from there was that my idea of wine and style is so strongly personalized by Liz. <laughs> she represents. <laughs> She represents this whole wine culture so well. I mean, she went through three dress changes. That was cool, It was too. four. Four, four were, dress changes. Because you were late, you missed the other two. In fact, there were five. And then, <laughs> Annalie was like, you missed all this, the fun. She's, she's, that's like her third uh, change. But I guess what I'm saying is that that combination of beauty and essence and everything I think that personifies what it means to to say have wine style. So Liz takes the takes the trophy. 
Oh wow, thank you guys. I didn't expect that. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Listen, you know what? It's 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 true, guys. And thank you, Edgy. I'm I'm flattered. And I and I I'm very serious. You know how I get serious about wine. I get serious about style. And I think it's just nice to be serious about whatever it is that you do, and also sort of set it in the way that you want people to receive it. So when we speak about the wine style guide. Anyone who's seen me at a wine tasting or has come to my wine tastings or we've met about wine, whatever it is, knows that, you know, it just sort of goes hand in hand. So thank you for that. Francisca, what is your wine style guide today? Just back from Italy, today my wine moment goes to uh, good or better, un buon Chianti Classico. Ching, ching. All right, guys, I don't know why everyone's laughing at me, but today my wine style guide is all around um, pouring wine. Now, when I was in Nairobi, before I went to the US, I went to a friend's house and she offered me wine. And when she popped the bottle open, she started pouring the wine. And painfully, I started looking at this beautiful grape juice. (laughs) Sorry, it's not grape juice, but you know what I mean. Dripping through the bottle. So first of all, I'm disturbed because I'm like, the foil is not fully, you know, it's not properly taken off. So it's, the wine is spilling two ways. It's it's spilling because the, the foil is sitting clogged up, up there and then it's gathering the wine. And then the wine is spilling, running through the bottle, <laughs> through the side of the bottle. <laughs> so um, in a nutshell, the reason I'm bringing this up is because a wine pourer should probably cost you 50 rand even. You can find a wine pourer for like 50 rand. If you can't pour your wine, please, can you get a wine pourer? I bet. I'm tired. I've finished. Goodbye. Is it that, that's, is it that that's sophisticated? It. Listen, Edgy, I'm telling you, spill on a bottle is the most disgusting thing. And then when you put the bottle down, now you can't even see the label. We wanted to. T- I wanted to take a picture of the wine because I was like, it actually was good wine. But I couldn't even take a picture of the wine because there's a spill that's gone through from the top all the way through the label. I'm like, okay, no, this is just messy. It's like lipstick and lipstick stains on a glass. I think it's really the equivalent. But guys, invest in that. You don't even have to invest in that. Close your eyes and go buy yourself a wine pourer if you can't. And also, please, remove that foil properly. There's a way to remove the foil. Anyway, enough of that. It's the wine style guide. That's how we come. And we are very live and direct. And it's a rude, a rude girl thing because, you know, you can't say you know wine and you love wine and then you've got that sort of situation your wine style guide brought to you by Liz Ogunga Wines so here is the three top three fashion lab tips around our fashion lab uh, trade shows and obviously this trade show uh, top three I have actually got inspiration or seeked inspiration from reasons why trade shows are still important according to startupfashion.com So the first one is, number one, inspiration. Number two, connection. And number three, discovery. There goes our top three Fashion Lab tips today. Visit our page on fashionlabafrica.com. Who would you want to (laughs) dress? Anyway, guys, we are right back with Who Would You Want to Dress? And Zakia, here we go. <laughs> Who would you want to dress? And why? Because you're here on the spot. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, okay, who would I want to dress? I would want to dress uh, Yasmin Fami. I think her name is. She's on Instagram. 
I think she's an incredible woman. I think everyone's on Instagram, but okay, yeah. just, just help me. She's amazing. She's <laughs> a fashion designer. I went to one of her pop-ups here, just down the road here. Um, I just want to look for her handle. I'm so sorry. We don't need her handle. We just need her name. Fermi, yes. <laughs> yes, me Fermi. Okay. She's a designer. Um, I love her style. I think she's such an amazing... She, you just get attracted to her when you're around her. Um... She's just, yes, I, I would say just an incredible person that I would definitely want to dress. Hmm. Well, Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? Well, <clears throat> today I'm coming at you. Besides me the, and Francisca no, no, and Zakia, no, there's please. No besides. You know why? Because I want to put you in my windy boots. You took, no, not my windy my. Actually, you don't even know you, what you want to put me in, so why do you no, want to dress me? No, I want to put me? you in the amber boots because you said you don't like the heel. <laughs> and I want to challenge you to put them on because I think you will look amazing in them. You know, you know? What, you know what you're going to have to do? <clears throat> you're going to have to shoot me and then put those heels. <laughs> Am I Once well? you shoot me and my heart stops. <laughs> oh, my one. Then you can put them on. Please don't do that. I'm like... Okay, I'm going to dress Liz in those today. You know what, Edgy, you're a strong man, and I believe that. So, now for you, good, good for you. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Francisca, who would you want to dress today? <laughs> today, I would like to dress uh, a woman who embodied the perfection from uh, the talent point of view and from the physical point of view. She's not uh, anymore with us, but uh, she's always with us, with her uh, voice, amazing voice, uh, the Whitney Houston. Now, today, I want to dress... I think you better call Tyrone. <laughs> call him. <laughs> I want to dress Madame right. Erica Abi Wright. Uh, Erica Badu, the Madame herself. And I want to dress her because I don't know if I've dressed her before since 2014. I probably won't have wanted to, but in the show. But um, I want to dress her because she she never ceases to amaze me. There's a lot of personalities and characters out here who come with something and then they're gone and you're like, oh, who was oh, the one who used to have the, oh, okay, that one, okay. She just does not stop. She's just Erica Badu. There's only one Badu, like Badu. She's going to tell you the truth, show and prove. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, guys, that's who I want to dress today. And that is my two cents right there. Um, I've really uh, sort of enjoyed today's show. I don't know if everyone... I think, you know, to be honest with you guys, I have a feeling that everyone here is on something. Do you want to guess what they're, I think they're on? I really think... I think they're on Lizzo Gumbo Wine silently. But Lisa Gumba wine has no problem. Like, you know, when the doctor says one glass of wine is good, it's not a bottle, it's a glass of wine is good for your heart. But it's okay, whatever they're on, or maybe they're on fashion, they're high on fashion lab. Fashion lab's quite, quite, quite something as well. But I just want yes. to, yes, I just want to thank you guys for joining us um, on the sh show today. Uh, I want you to feel free to connect with us on fashionlabafrica.com. Uh, where you can also still catch the shows as we continue. We are back by Fashion Demand, and I think that for me, my biggest thing about um, everything that we do, you know, when you put your mind to do something in your heart and you are able to do it, don't worry about falling down. Falling down is not the problem. How you get up, you dust yourself off, and you keep running, that is, that is the way. 
So don't worry if you fall down, if you have a headache. Today the devil was a liar trying to steal my joy before I got in here, guys. And let me not take you to the church right now because I was like, devil? <laughs> Sorry, not today. Wrong number. But, you know, it was a really trying time for me before I got here. But what I love is the reason I'm always high and I'm always vibrant and I'm high on life is because if it can't get the worst of you, it, it can put you, you down, you know? Mm. It won't kill you. So we are here and we are alive and we are woke and we are fresh and we are bringing it like, you know, and living it like it's golden and just bringing it in the best way we know how. So share with us your topics or whatever it is that you think you would like to hear from the show to help you elevate the African fashion industry. We definitely look forward to hearing um, from you. And unfortunately, we are out of time. So we sadly have to wrap up. Now, any last shots from you guys? I'd like any parting shots, um, Francisca, Edgy, Zakia. Um, I would like to say that um, trade shows are going to be super important for us as designers. So we should keep an eye on it and see how what what's playing around us and how we can be a part of it. I agree. So, uh, Zakia, any um, sort of last minute parting shots? Mm, no. You have. Come on. Yeah. Okay, we're going to pull one out of you. Come. <laughs> You're going to pull one out of me. Yes. For, for the glamish listeners, those who are tuned in, come on, yes. give them something. Um, beauty trade shows, I think, are, it's definitely, it's for everyone. It's not just for makeup artists. It's for makeup enthusiasts. It's for designers. It's for photographers. It's for influencers. It's basically a place where everyone can collaborate and create stories together. Um, it's basically a community for artists and for everyone to join together and I mean makeup is for everyone it's not just for people that wear it every day it's for whether you want to put it on once a month or whether you want to go completely crazy and create a story or look like somebody completely different um, I think beauty trade shows are for everybody alright guys well uh, I think for me I just want to let you guys know that Jill Anonson on an article I came across on the ITA group insists that if your company hasn't tried its hand at a trade show marketing it's time to actually get on board um, from strengthening brand uh, awareness and inspiring brand loyalty to massive product exposure I think that trade shows offer ways to build emotional connections with potential customers that I think a lot of other marketing forms have not been able to do. So I think it's, and, and this is something that we don't have to talk about what everyone's saying. We also have real-time experiences here. You know, we had Edgy say in his whole, how many years have you been in the game again? 20 what? No, uh, we've been developing and making collections for like, I mean, for the last 14 years, yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying yeah. that is a long time. I am in 12 years mm -hmm. in and I still don't, you know. So I think that, guys, it's about opening up your minds and trying to figure out how to be able to engage in different ways of um, marketing, different ways of doing business to be able to get better results. It is peace and love from your girl right here and the rest of the crew. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Zakia, Francisca, Edgy, your contributions are very, very worthy and we definitely don't take them for granted. For those who cut the show halfway, you can still catch the podcast on Lizzo, uh, sorry, on fashionlabafrica.com. Gosh, that's what happens when you're dealing with a lot of brands. <laughs> fashionlabafrica.com. But thank you very much and have a lovely uh, whatever it is, whether it's a morning or an evening, wherever you are. And uh, just I hope that this conversation will be able to sort of elevate your mind to actually operate in a different way or maybe sort of try 
and uh, get into the trade show way of also doing things. Otherwise, take it easy. It's peace and love until next week. Toodles. Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion.